Thank you for tuning in to Man in the Making with former monk Rajan Shankara and myself, Rockers. We have a returning guest, Arthur Dreesen. Thank you for joining us today, Arthur. Hey, thanks for having me back, guys. Arthur, you're the man. <laughs> hey, you guys are the men. I can't, uh, I can't say enough. <laughs> so, All right. yeah, yeah, today's discussion uh, will be about AI. And first, I think a good starting point would be, what's your background on computers and AI offer? Well, so, um, you know, I, the, the, I love the concept of AI and uh, the, uh, I'm always f researching the coming technologies, um, where they're at, where they're going. Uh, you know, personally, uh, I have a almost self-driving car, right? Where, the, where Tesla, I, I drive my Tesla Model 3, which we've talked mm -hmm. about before. And they've, uh, Tesla is building a neural artificial intelligence network um, to solve uh, the issue of self-driving. And so I stay really up to date with that. And then along with that, with Elon Musk's Neuralink program, which is, uh, you know, computer-based chips that go into the, or I guess computer-based are chips, but chips that go into your brain um, to be able to integrate uh, your, your brain with a computer and artificial intelligence in symbiotic ways. And I, so I do a lot of research on that and, you know, talk about that stuff a lot and we'll keep up to date with all that stuff. And then just the philosophy of consciousness as well, you know, is, is, is something that I... Uh, love to dig into so that's where the whole thing started yeah it is well like with Rokas and I right the other day it was like before we were recording another show we were wondering about consciousness inside of a thing but but we'll I think we'll get to that later Rokas what were you gonna say <laughs> that's exactly what I was gonna say I think that's a good point for to start for discussion uh, regarding AI uh, what is consciousness yeah <laughs> that's, you know, that, that's a really great question, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, I struggle with this all the time. I'm always arguing with myself in the head about it is what makes the con consciousness. And if you believe in evolution, which I do, um, you know, you believe that we all came from a, a similar thing, right? Or from the same thing, you know, we all evolved originally from this one, you know, thing. And, uh, so through that, somehow consciousness be became, right? Because we have living things that are not conscious and we have living things that are conscious. And then we have things like trees and stuff that are living that, you know, we don't even think about in conscious ways. You know, you have bugs with the non-conscious, right? And so if we all evolve from the same thing, then in my mind, consciousness has to be some type of genetic... Uh, way that we have built, been, been given to deal with our present, if that, if that makes any sense. Um, like a genetic filter? Well, kind of, you know, uh, I, uh, I, I view it as a, in its simplest thing, form, it's a way where we as bodies are able to, uh, interact with what's actually happening and having a present or a future opposed to like an ant or a termite or something that is led by a hive mind that doesn't have any consciousness that is just doing what they do to survive all the time. At some point, you know, 
uh, genetically, this evolution was beneficial. So it got passed on and grew and grew and grew into what we think consciousness is um, or, or what we perceive it as. So to break it down, would, would you be able to summarize as self-awareness? Well, self-awareness in, in a sense, but there's also so many things that were that are happening that we think we're aware of that that we're actually not at the same time, right? Interesting, yeah. Uh, so, so are we? Oh, I think self-awareness and consciousness would be similar, but slightly different. What about knowing about death? Knowing that you can die, would that be a type of self-awareness? That yeah could be explained by consciousness. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think consciousness consciousness a lot has in has to be able to do with memory mm -hmm. and with those memories being able to be built on top of each other to form a a personal self or a being. Um, and I'm wondering, Raj. Uh, what would your monastic background say about consciousness? It would say that um, consciousness is awareness. Consciousness is the ability to be um, aware. Uh, I'm glad you framed it that way because it is quite—it's quite specific to my monastic background and to an Eastern philosophical perspective. Whereas I don't think, I don't think it, it, it's interesting that you said all that, Arthur, like it comes from an evolutionary pattern. So I guess from, from my perspective, it, evolutionary comes out of creation, but creation not necessarily following the same pattern that you have maybe, um, because we actually follow the yugas, which are larger timelines, and they they see um, consciousness coming from what's called Mahapralaya, and it's just the you know the divine source that creates, sustains, and then destroys and pulls away, um, sort of removes consciousness every few cycles and um, spits it forth and back out, and then consciousness. Like you're then aware, you're you're um, you're able, and 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 um, you know, you now have the capacity to 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 exist. Whereas when that when that when that source removes that and everything rests, as they call it, <clears throat> um, there are no conscious beings for that for that momentary. Um, uh, pralaya or and maha pralaya is the 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 biggest one at the longest rest before creation or consciousness is then spewed out again now there is an evolutionary pattern uh in inside the yugas uh, of course that span millions and millions of years <clears throat> but whether we came from I, I just, I've never quite studied if we come from uh, a Darwinian perspective. Is that, is that right, Arthur? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, our perspective, and the one that I that I tend to lean towards is, which I'm not really strong in creation theories. I, I've never been drawn to them to to really dive in and, and say I have an opinion on this. But um, we were taught as monks that, so according to these yugas, these time cycles, uh, our consciousness was actually uh, already evolved, and we migrated here. And we didn't come from a lesser form. So I don't actually think that that's possible. Well, now the question that got Rokas and I going was, you know, is that possible? Because obviously we're, we're all agreeing that consciousness is unique. It's, it's not just, we know that, uh, a piece of uh, cardboard, right, is not conscious. I think we all, we all agree there's a nod there. Um, so I'm not sure either it can or it can't be put into a machine, but if it is, I, I would think that humans would then be causing themselves to uh, have its first predator. So... Yeah, it's not necessarily an evolution topic, right? It's a it's a topic of uh... so Arthur. I'm curious. Oh, and Rokas, obviously. Let's back up real quick. The yugas, the time cycles. We don't come from a lesser being, so that's Darwinian stuff. So, what, what what's what's wrong to you in that? In then in which part? Where did we come well, from? Either one, yeah. So if we didn't come from a lesser being, where did we come from? Darwinian, right? Is that... No, to what? you, to you, Raj. Because you were saying we don't come from a lesser being. So where did oh, we... Oh, migration. From? Uh, a, a more evolved um, planet. Oh, wow. Okay. I believe the theory actually has a name. It's um, and then the knowledge was lost. Yes. So the theory is that um, we 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 NASA'd ourselves. <laughs> if that makes sense, how how NASA lost the technology to go back to the All moon. Right. <laughs> you know. So the theory is actually kind of wild. It's we were eaten by animals and then got an animal. Uh, consciousness and then perfection has to be gained again through a series of uh, reincarnation um, and the the theory is best known under the name um, what is it it's a Lemurian it's a Lemurian uh, theory so if you study like ancient civilizations uh, I think it comes out of that a little bit, but our monastery actually wrote a book um, that was um, uh, Clara audiently heard, and so the the theory comes from that in our monastic order. That's as far that's as much thought as I've really given it. I love the book and the the teaching, um, and I've never been able to quite grasp that this came from the ocean. Okay, uh, each in their own, I guess, for beliefs. Um, but I think it's 
a bit off topic. Now. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> back to AI. Yeah, back to back to AI. So consciousness, right? We we uh, can we put whatever consciousness is. Can so we? We're put, all saying consciousness is a form of self awareness, essentially. Self-awareness. Yeah, being able to be aware, being able to remember, being able to build upon things. You know. Um, I think that's the biggest difference between like us and a, like I said, like a termite, you know, a, a being that doesn't have a, a living being that doesn't have consciousness, you know, that, that just has a hive mind. So um, yeah, we would say, we would say consciousness is uh, having the function of the, the seven base uh, chakras. Do emotions yeah. come from consciousness? Emotions? Yeah. No. Pure consciousness, according to us in monastic philosophy, does it, does, is an emotionless state. So can a being be, have emotions but not be conscious? Everyone first. <laughs> I mean, I, I would say no. I, don't, I, I personally would, would think that emotions and consciousness are tied. Tied with I, I think they're uh, so I think they're only tied one way I think one has to come before the other um, you have to first be conscious and then emotions come from in the filter of the ego and outward like that as, as a layer but I don't think you can just spawn emotion from something that is um, inanimate well, does, I guess, does someone or something that is not conscious, can it have emotion? Well, what is not conscious? So are we going to go back to the grub example? Well, yeah, like, something like that. Or, you know, because, because, because you know, you, if, if you get into mammals or you get into, uh, you know, even amphibians or whatever, these... I would, I would argue, have some type of consciousness, right? They may not be as, as uh, deep as a, a, a humans, but there's some type of consciousness there. And there's also some type of emotion. Which we know, yeah. With, with, with all of them, right? And, and, and it's not until we get to more of a hive mind, not even with, I mean, it doesn't have to be a grub, but insects or whatever you know that major other part of living beings that we lose consciousness so do we lose emotion are they able to have emotion without the consciousness yeah i don't i'm i'm not seeing it um okay so scientific study with do you think fish like just normal let's say a salmon would it be conscious would you say it's conscious does it have a consciousness? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Never mind then. Because there were studies done where they were saying like before death, like fish feel pain and pain is an emotion, right? Wait, right. is pain an emotion? But then a lot of things would feel emotions if pain is an emotion. Um, I, believe I don't think pain is, pain is a feeling. Yeah. And... It's associated with many emotions, but it of itself is not an emotion. But see, all these things can be turned on and off. Like, so 
but can, I, I guess, can they, re, you know, <laughs> we're totally getting off the AI conversation and onto a free will conversation now. Um, there's still, you know? like, yeah, I wanted to link it back um, to something like, wait, what was it? So you can see why things like this have a panel, a panel operator, and they're like, you know, dri driving and directing in a specific way. It is challenging, but, but um, it's, it's difficult to us to uh, uh, come up with a foundation of, what is this and what is that? But we know that if consciousness goes into artificial intelligence, um, it's no longer artificial intelligence, right? Right, then it's then, then it, intelligence? intelligence then. Can you say that again, Arthur? Oh, then it's a real type of intelligence because intelligence in and of itself, I guess, doesn't have to be tied to a brain. Well, but is a computer intelligent, I guess? And that's this gets more onto the AI because so, with AI, the biggest thing, you know, um, so they're trying to create neural nets, right? They're, they're, that's essentially our goal with AI right now is to, we are studying the brain and how the brain works with its network to create artificial neural networks that operate like the brain. For instance, with the, uh, the Tesla car, right? Um, it, it uses cameras to be able to see and make decisions on its own, right? Um, uh, but all it's seeing is pixels. It's not actually seeing, you know, that's a car, that's a tree, that's that. It's seeing pixel green in this amount over here, pixel red in this amount over here, fading to gray, right? It takes a human still to program what it is, right? Just on its own, the, the computer can't tell. It still takes a human to do it. And that is one of the biggest reasons that I doubt being able to put consciousness into an actual computer uh, in and of itself. Now, maybe in a symbiotic relationship, that might be different. Um, but, but really just taking consciousness and making artificial intelligence or taking intelligence and putting it to a machine, it always still takes the human before it, right? Uh, and, and if you take the human out, then it doesn't, it, it, it's not able to know what to do. Um, unless unless but, there's a God element. And but there is unsupervised learning in AI, but you just need to specify a reward or a end goal, and then it will learn by itself trying to reach that end goal and and that end goal has to be programmed yeah, yeah. and i guess and, and and i guess that's where it goes is even with you know you have tons you have coding right now self-coding right where it where it just goes out and it looks for similar types of code of what you're looking for and then it writes the entire program on its own but us as a human still needs to decide what yeah. type of code it's going to go out and search for and i guess theoretically you know you you could you could argue that at, at one point it could be telling itself but then whatever it is telling itself still has to be programmed on 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 the back end you know at, at some point right if that makes sense yeah, that makes sense oh, yeah, sorry for interrupting huh yeah. i know you got that so rokas go into a little bit about uh why why you know what you know about artificial intelligence um okay so in high school uh i started computer science um 
I thought it was just something I was going to try out. Originally, I wanted to be an architect. Then as soon as I got into computer science, I started really enjoying it. So I thought, okay, I guess I'll uh, pursue a career in computer science. And then as it came to the end of high school, um, in the UK, it's a bit different. Uh, we go to either college or something called sick form after high school. But then after that, it's university. So the degree, which was meant to be like a college degree, for that, I done an AI. I'll just rephrase that. I made a game which involved um, making an unsupervised AI. Um, so that's where my knowledge for that comes from. And then in university, I decided to study artificial intelligence and robotics. But we only start the AI part, AI part next year. For now, it's just been general programming. So that's my back, background so far. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any experience with AI, and I, and I don't. I know nothing. Uh, I know nothing about it except for um, I think it's an interesting subject. But I also uh, I, I think it should have a a, a limit. I, I think if it were to go go too far, um, you know, humans would be. Uh, humans would be in trouble. And that's something we can discuss. Yeah, you know, I'm uh, Elon Musk, who, you know, I, mm -hmm. I, I try not to act like a fanboy of Elon, but I end up always sounding like the biggest fanboy of Elon, because, you know, that's what happens. But uh, he, him and a bunch of other top technology guys share the same fears, right? That, that, that if we don't program in right now as humans these the, these barriers uh then it can take off on itself to a point where humans you know could could be left behind or harmed in some way um so this is why before i wanted to specify with about emotions and consciousness because the argument generally used is something like the AI may see us as ants, like we're not in its way, but if it sees us as an inconvenience, then it may like lead to it getting rid of us, like those sort of things. Um, but with ants, uh, with that analogy, let's say ants didn't create us, so we look at them differently, but do you think it would matter? Because the AI would know that we created it, and if it would have emotions, then maybe it would be a different sort of relation than we would have to ants. I like that, that question. So yeah. Um, say about that. Maybe that that sort of connection would still change his attitude towards us. It wouldn't be like us towards ants. Well, I, th I you know I think if it was consciousness as we interpret it and feel it, then then the emotions somehow would would evolve with it you know um i personally think that you, you, you know i think that we can uh, emotions are another another uh genetically grown thing right that 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 we use as a way to help ourselves yeah uh, and 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 so with that with that you know, if we learn to master our emotions, we can in sense turn them on or off or control them more than someone that just 
lives through emotion does. And so I think that somehow that if we have true intelligence, that would evolve along with it. Mm -hmm. Okay. But never, well, yeah, but never uh, <laughs> removing uh, the possibility of, uh, you know, a type of superior um, mindset. Like our evolution doesn't mean we become more agreeable. Sometimes our evolution makes us more powerful. Um, but in ev evolution, nonetheless, I mean, <clears throat> you're thinking of, you know, if, if you're thinking evolutionary is we can learn how to cope with the ant because we're all uh, vital to this system. <clears throat> That's one definition of evolution, but another definition of evolution is uh, I now know more than this thing and uh, I'm going to eradicate it for my efficiency. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess evolution in, in, in itself, when you break it down, is really about replication, right? What, what is the best, what makes the best replicator? And uh, if the computer is evolving in any sense, then maybe emotion does not doesn't have to be a part of that. Maybe it's just evolved in us as humans because it helped us work with each other, mm -hmm. right? It helped us be empathetic with each other. And so it, it, it grew, but there's nothing necessarily saying that that has to come from a computer. But I guess which is why we would have to program it in when we're programming these, these, uh, or, these original computers, right? Then when, while we're starting on AI is to have some semblance of control what would be cool is if, well, because you have a different definition of evolution when it comes to um, a soul. And if you gave AI that evolution, if you programmed, it'd be like programming an AI with Eastern philosophy and one with Western philosophy. And you might have two different creatures. And one would see the full evolutionary state as enlightenment, and the other one would see maybe a materialistic gain. I don't know if that's fair to, to pigeonhole Western philosophy into materialism, but I think it's a fair enough example to make sense. But if, if you give, if you program perfection into AI, then Perhaps there's nothing to worry about, but then there's free will, and which is perfect. Will the, I guess with, with artificial intelligence and consciousness, would the computers then generate free will at the same time? Or, yeah, or it, it would have to be um, free in order to be consciousness in order yeah because that's what we were talking about before yeah, too um and i gave a poor example of, of, of consciousness and, and rokas quickly um destroyed it and uh it had to do with with free will so it if you're just another program set with parameters and boundaries 
you uh, you may not be consciousness, but then again, are humans set with boundaries and programmed with limits? Well, and I think that's why one you know seeks seeks to free themselves from their own mind. So, a, a, an artificial intelligent machine would have to would have to be programmed with its own liberation, maybe its own ability to not be a program anymore or to not do its function and thus giving rise to emotion, uh, free will, and, and, and the ability to interact with a world of novelty. Now, how do you program novelty and anomaly? It's I, so part of this in, is, is to me is it's not possible. And for, for example, and maybe it's elementary, but my understanding of AI is below elementary. So bear with me. Um, when I watch a movie about AI and I see that, um, you know, they're putting one, one person dies and their consciousness goes into a computer, thus creating artificial intelligence because that consciousness of that person is in a computer. Uh, it, it, to me, it's just simply not possible because um, a person is not a computer or cannot be bound by hardware. It's, uh, it, it's spirit, it's soul. So I don't think you can put a soul or I don't think you can replicate a soul. Um, okay. So since often knows about Neuralink, um, tell me if my knowledge of this is right. The way they're making the computer chips is by, let's say, for controlling a mouse um, when you think about moving the mouse upwards your brain sends different kinds of signals and they record those signals and then they just record for up down left right and it's yeah for each one it's different signals and then when you think about when you have a chip in your mind and you think about let's say the mouse moving up then the chip records those signals and it moves the mouse up is that how like Neuralink works so, so um, in one, as far as I know, I think that's a good, uh, a good starting place. It gets way more complicated than, you know, than I know about and stuff too. Um, but yeah, so the, the, the goal is to be able to know which electrical signals your brain sends out to which areas and what parts to learn when, when you do any task. And that way you will be able to teach that as a parameter that a uh, computer can then do. So in your example of the mouse, yeah, yeah, what, when you think up what's going on in your brain, how do we get a computer to do that? And then uh, use those same exact signals to, to, to actually move the mouse and stuff like that. Apparently they've, that's exactly what they're doing with monkeys right now is they've gotten a monkey to be able to move a computer around, you know, a mouse on the screen with their brain. You so know, we know we can replicate um, brain signals. So eventually wouldn't you then be able to mimic the brain with, as Elon Musk would say, assuming like even just a steady rate of improvement, like 1% every year or something then eventually that should be possible to map the brain onto a computer. And I know Faraj is a bit different with his understanding because we don't know what a soul is, but 
in monastic tradition. There's obviously different theories as from his monastic background, but let's say with scientists, if they just think everything happens in the brain, then if we map the brain onto a computer, then I guess that's how you would have what Raj was saying, what he sees in the movies of people, people's consciousness being transferred onto a computer. Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, when, 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 when you think about what makes a human, I think that makes the biggest difference, right? Because you're completely correct that, that when you, um, if you, if you look at progress and you look at the computers and stuff, I mean, we already are able to have, uh, phantom limbs and so, you know, you can get a, a fake arm put on and stuff and you can control it with, because they know that what signals are being controlled. Um, but then you get, I, I guess, so we would be able to know everything of what controls the stuff, but then what is the person inside it? Is this a, a, a being inside? Have we created a soul at the same time? Or is it just this mindless thing that can do all these operations but still needs to be programmed? But then, then we get into the point of by the time that we've reached that, programming should be fast enough to be mostly be done by itself right so were the original print we get back to the were the original parameters that were put in built to be able to keep them in some type of human humanistic way um i i, I struggle with this question a lot of the time because I, I'm fully on board with Neuralink. I can't wait to get a chip put in my brain and l link up to the internet and, you know, be full matrix, right? You know, like just that, having that idea is the coolest thing in, in, in the world to me. But then I think, well, and I mean, even Stephen, Stephen Hawking in his, the last book before he died, he said that's the next step for humanity is to, is to put our consciousness inside of computers. But then we need to figure out every single brain thing, you know, connection and an impulse and synapse that creates consciousness. And then that gets in, it gets us into the question of once we've figured that out, are we even really conscious? You know, this gets into a, a, a whole not, whole nother thing. If we're able to recreate it, are we really conscious in, in the first place? If it's just our brain doing all of these all of these things, which then gets us back to genetics of genetics are essentially like a blueprint, right? That, that our bodies take on somehow and create the brain. And so are you able to have, even though we know all the impulses and we know all the brain waves, are we able to create what the, what genetics has created? Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, in my mind, I can visualize us succeeding in the process. Um, and then, like, I can see, like, a, an artificially created being um, with all of that data that can self-learn and everything eventually, um, I guess, birthing another, like, being that was artificially created. And then it just a new species is born, but that's like way, 
way out there, but that's kind of where my mind started to jump to. <laughs> well, I, I think that's where, you know, eventually at some point, it, if we're actually creating. Yeah. I mean, it has, being, to, if, it, it has to lead to that on some point, which is why, you know, like a, a lot, a lot of AI guys today will say that it's so important for us to be able to chip in because if we can't chip in, then we'll get left behind. Mm -hmm. And then I mean, we will become the ant. And I, I don't know about Rokas, uh, but I'm fully on board. And, and I say this jokingly all the time with people. I'm fully on board with my, uh, my identity and, and financials, everything in my, I'm ready for it to be on my finger so that when I go somewhere, you know, I just put my finger down and, and whatever transaction is complete. And then I'm even ready for a, a retina scan. Um, you walk into a store, you're identified, you're, you grab what you want and bag it and walk out. And then as you walk out, everything is then registered through this filter and you've made a purchase and it goes into this, this system. And you did nothing except for get set up with this system in your in your eye or in whatever um i i i i don't have any uh fear of that because to me i don't have any kind of uh big brother big brother conspiracy worry i think what we all want is to improve um i think what corporations want is to improve consumer um, efficiency and what we want is to all enjoy life as much as possible and perhaps we can take out some of these little details and make life m much more we have more time essentially we're getting more time that's the way I see it and, and I'm and I'm totally okay with um, becoming part uh, becoming cyborg well, well, we're already kind of cyborg, right? Like we, we, with our phone, we're, we have such an intimate relationship with this computer at all times. The only difference between what we do right now and what you're saying is that phone gets put in your finger or in some scanned, you know, possibility. People, you know, the craziest thing, there's, there, you, you know, you, uh, the RF, uh, there's a chip that controls the, my car, right? My, uh, I don't have a key, I just have, you know, either my phone or a little key card that has a chip in it. And people have been getting those chips taken out and put in, in their wrist, right? So they don't, they don't even need oh, yeah. any, and they just scan, you know? <laughs> and and it, that's really the first step of, of us becoming a, a symbiotic, you know, a truly symbiotic thing. And, and, and it's, it's really where the world is gonna go, you know, it, but it's to what, what extent, you know, with, you know, with Neuralink, the, their first goals are uh, to be able to cure uh, brain diseases and stuff like that. So you'll be, you'll be able to fix areas that um, people that are paraplegics, you know, I don't know how they're going to do this, but, you know, they, they, their goals are to be able to put this chip in, and then all of a sudden a paraplegic is not a paraplegic because it can go in and it can fix things. Some people that are blind, it goes in and it fixes these things because we're able to, you know, really, because we know the electrical pathways and what actually controls them. So we're, since we're able to map it, we're able to control it, right? And we're able to fix it. Um, and so, I mean, it's really cool stuff. It's really cool stuff. 
I, I don't know if it will ever get to the point of, are we replicating a soul though? And that is where it could get into uh, what, what, I guess, what is artificial intelligence if it doesn't have the soul? Then it can be the evil thing, which is why symbiotic humans need to be growing while we have this artificial intelligence. So humans can stay on this level with the, the machines that we're creating, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, and then that way create a sort of um, almost like a, an exosuit. So if we really needed to, we could compete uh, with, uh, with a powerful artificial machine. Well, and yeah, and, and even by mind, you know, we're, we're, our brain is plugged in, right? And then we all, so, so, so we're able to get all that information. It is just like a matrix type thing. That's the idea, right? So you'll be able to combat the lack of actual intelligence in the AI with humans that are symbiotic with it because both will grow. Rokas might know more, you know, being in a computer yeah. science, may, you know, uh, he might even know more about it than I do. Um, but I don't know. Rokas doesn't want to say it, but he's actually built the first. <laughs> oh, don't, so, you, you can't say that. He's going to have hits out on him after this. <laughs> hey, the, the, the thing he built is super strong, so no worries. <laughs> Go, Rokas. Um, no, I... I agree with Alpha, yeah. I don't have uh, more knowledge than that. Um, since we want the same rate of progress, as in we don't want to be left behind by the AI, but in, let's say in the case that we are left behind, like something that Elon Musk says is it could be really dangerous because, yeah, we don't know what it can do. Like even if it decides to, let's say the scenario where it decides to, destroyed the world that like some people are afraid of AI because of that. Um, going back upon that, uh, we'd presume that the AI would have access to everything on the internet. It would be a lot more knowledgeable than us, like that we could imagine. Mm -hmm. um, but something I'm thinking is <clears throat> it, we have a limit to our memory capacity. And I think the AI would have the limit to its memory capacity as well, or should I say the general intelligence? Um, I don't know, where would it store all its quote-unquote thoughts or processes? It would need to store them somewhere because it's still in a computer. Um, and computer memory is finite. So I don't think it would be all knowledgeable. Yeah, and, and we don't... So in terms of talk about, talking about mapping out the brain and everything, uh, we don't have the memory for it, I don't think. Well, yeah, and we don't even know where our memory even is. We don't know. We don't know where it is in the brain if it's in the brain at all. So, um, uh, that's why I, I I kind of think that it's not it's not possible um, to do the full full blown. Um, intelligence creation. Um, but there's quantum computers, which could drastically change a lot of things. Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think along the way, we'll have the Musk scenarios and the, the, um, 
what's his name? The next, you know, the next thing to who did you say, uh, Arthur? Yeah, we'll have these scenarios along the way uh, that are wonderful um, and potentially dangerous um, for society, but nothing full, fully uh, out of our capabilities because you know we don't even know where memory memory lives. So we still know very little um, about our own mind, let alone the creation of another. Awful. Yeah, so when I, I'm kind of on a similar path as, as that, um, I think I, I can see where we get to a point where we're interacting with computers on a point-on-point -point basis. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, the being able to take our consciousness and put it into a computer I'm a little further behind on say, seeing how we get there, essentially because of what you just said, is there's, there's so much more that we don't know of. I, I mean, we, we might just be electricity, you know, that, 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 that it could be all that it's happening, but that's such complex electricity coming, coming on that, you know, the, the coding that, that will have to be able to store it, memory, uh, uh, put the different programs of illusions, you know, to, uh, for, to create self-consciousness and all this. It's, it's really, I think, a little bit un, unfathomable to, to really get to, but scientists say that's, that that's where we're going to go. You know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's possible that the people that are making those speculations and, and even Musk, um, and, and the people at the forefront who have the money um, to actually fund these projects, uh, they, they probably don't have a deep uh, philosophical background. And so they would just see things as, as um, neural connections and, and uh, synapse and everything. Whereas I think someone who, uh, far past the secular understanding of life um, probably doesn't think about it much because simply recreating another brain um, is not the same thing as creating another mind that has uh, that, that kind of intelligence. Um, so I think it would be exciting if you had uh, no understanding of consciousness beyond the brain. Um, not exciting, exciting is not the word because it is exciting for everyone. Um, I guess possible, uh, as you're saying, Arthur, um, you know, because I mean, do we know, you know, do we know if these people are, are even, you know, what they even believe about life because they are on the forefront of, of attempting to create it. So what, what do they even believe in? I don't know. Yeah. That might be more of a concern, cause for concern than, than the actual thing that they create. Like, who's the creator? But it's still a while away, so scientists may change along the way. Um, it's just, it was, as Musk says, it's assuming a, any 
steady rate of improvement, then we'd eventually get to that point. So the scientists of now who are at the forefront now might be different, might have different ideas, or I don't know how else to phrase it. Um, when it comes to well, when it's near that time of being able to create a general intelligence agent, right? Yeah, we yeah we don't know where <laughs> the world's going to be when that happens, right? And and what breakthroughs we're going to ha have to really wrap you know wrap our our heads around what it will actually be like and all those scientists right now they might completely do 180s once they actually get to that point you know uh we we don't know um i i really liked how raj made the distinction between the brain and the mind there though uh and it just made me think of my one of my favorite books by one of raj's favorite authors steven pinker uh <laughs> it's called How the Mind Works. <laughs> and uh, he, he specifically called it How the Mind Works and not How the Brain Works because he wanted to get into the philosophy and stuff behind it and not just the science behind it. But um, Ra Raj doesn't really like Stephen. <laughs> that was the but. joke. <laughs> I have to give it another try. I, I think I chose the wrong book, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so that comes up with me a lot. Uh, a lot of my work, uh, so the way it was taught to me was the, you have the user as consciousness, uh, the next thing as uh, the brain as hardware and the mind as software. And we can methodically reverse out of those and, and, and get back to being the user, knowing that we have these tools to use within the body. However, the mind is not something that can necessarily be pointed at. Uh, the brain can, and the brain has all these things going on in it. The mind is somehow the intelligence behind the brain, but also behind the, the body, and then also behind emotion and, and these abstract things that may or may not necessarily be connected to the brain. Um, so while, while we definitely can create a brain, which I'm talking into a brain right now uh, as a computer, and it doesn't look like a human, but it wouldn't be that hard, right? We've already they've already made a model of a brain in a in a uh, sort of uh, exoskeleton type suit, right? Tony Robbins did the first interview with it. I don't know if you guys saw that. You well, you should. Um, Apparently, he's now credited for doing the, the first interview with a robot that can freely talk back um, and, and think according to a limited sense of programming. It, it was actually pretty cool. It's about five to ten minutes long. Um, just Google that um, and you can see the full conversation. It is a conversation. It, it's, it's pretty neat. But that's not, to me, that's not difficult, right? It's, 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 we're, we're recreating the brain which we've already done in a, in a box and, and we call it a computer, but to recreate the mind to me is the essential challenge um, and an eventual next step. But yeah, there's a distinction there. Um, and people ask me that all the time. Right. And I think once you chunk these, this comp, this complexity into these three aspects, 
you start to understand um, both in a philosophical perspective, once it get back, gets back to the user, we see what meditation is for, uh, but then we can under, understand and navigate through life um, by separating mind and brain because we get confused with the thing inside my skull is also controlling um, you know, my past um, and my fears and my concerns and insecurities. But it's actually the mind that's doing that and you're also in charge of that. But you don't access it by, by any, any kind of brain activity. You access that by um, becoming more of, of yourself and then you're more of in control of it. So that I don't think is the, the replicable part. Um, when you mentioned, uh, wait, what was it? Okay, my mind went blank. Alfred, do you have anything to say? What I think? Uh, well, no, I, I, I think that that's the biggest issue too. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in complete agreement with Raj. Is it, it, I have a hard time seeing when, how we, 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 we can get our mind or recreate a mind. I, I, I think we'll definitely be able to recreate intelligence in the form of supercomputers that can walk around in bodies or have, you know, whatever form or whatever, but are they actually alive? You know, are they, are, are, do they have a consciousness? Do they have, you know, uh, uh, feelings like you asked a, a lot of those things. I don't, I don't see how, that would get transferred but again we, who knows where, where we'll be 10 years from now right maybe we'll figure out where the mind is but we haven't we've been trying to figure out what what what, what the mind is and, and how it controls things for hundreds of years you know and and even science hasn't hasn't helped us scratch the surface really that much so um so yeah with that um just i guess something interesting uh our current progress for actually creating a human brain. Um, there's something called the Human Brain Project. Uh, and from Wikipedia now, it says, there's a large 10-year scientific research project uh, based on exascale supercomputers that aims to build a collaborative um, ICT-based blah, blah, blah. It's basically to um, advance our knowledge of in the fields of neuroscience computing and brain-related medicine. Um, so something that I saw in Manchester, they've created uh, a, they've compiled a load of uh, processes which map, which can map 1 billion, um, what was it? Uh, sorry, I can't, see, can't remember where I read it. Um, it was 1 billion, Neuron, no, that's not right. Let me just read and then I'll get back to it. Um, but they are, they have started uh, mapping the brain actually onto computers, onto processors. Uh, and they map the neuron connections. I think it's like 1 billion, yeah, 1 billion neuron connections. Maybe that's the right person. I just thought I'll update something interesting. Nice. Yeah, and we've mapped out the, the microbiome, I think. Um, and, and the human genome, too. Yep, yep. They, that's the human, human genome project, right? Yeah. 
It was to simulate the behavior of aggregates of up to a billion neurons in real time. That was the right phrase. Uh, and they, they, they've been successful with, with a billion? Um, let me see. I guess no, it says the goal. Currently, they've done... The completed design is housed in 10 19-inch racks with each rack holding over 100,000 cores. The cores holding the chips are held in five-blade enclosures and each core emulates 1,000 neurons. I mean, so, so just kind of off that, that shows you how much for, that's one brain, yeah. right? So that's how much storage. And I mean, I know storage keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller, but there is, there, they actually, I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but they know the max amount of storage that they can ever get. They've, they've figured it out because, you know, mass can only get so dense, right? And so they figured, out, figured that out. But like four racks filled with, you know, all these connections for one brain. It's you not know, even one brain, it's a percentage of the brain, actually. Just uh, <laughs> a billion neurons. Wait, and yeah. the brain has a lot more than that. So, yeah. so I mean, it's, it's just such a huge, huge thing to, to really end up being successful in. And then you got to think that, that, that that's, if that's for one, then it has to be multiplied for, for each other, other thing, you know. Would, would artificial intelligence even see the need for bodies? You know? Maybe in a way to survive because it would need to, in order to survive, it would need to be self-sufficient in terms of power. So it couldn't just be shut off. So right. maybe by creating, I don't know how it would do that, but as some sort of body that let's say would use solar cells or something right. similar, something that couldn't be just turned off that it could sustainably have an infinite source of power otherwise it will die if it's shut off so assuming general intelligence that is self-aware it would try not to die so it would need it probably couldn't just be a computer program since that right. would be shut off um so from what i read sophia hasn't passed the turing test She, she about it. Pardon? What about the Turing test? She, um, she hasn't passed the Turing test. Um, and as a definition, the Turing test is a test of a machine's ability to exhibit intelligent behavior equivalent to or indistinguishable from that of a human. Um, and the thing with Sophia is no, she, on available evidence. Some of Sophia's responses are scripted by handsome robotics for presentations, but these are very limited but these are very limited in subject matter. Um, yeah. yeah, and she, well, and she's late, like her, she, the timing isn't even close to being able to, you would think it would be smarter, but there's some kind of um, latency there, it's weird. Well, well, I would imagine that what it's doing is it's, it's taking the recording of what Tony's asking and then filtering it through, you know, a bunch of different conversations that it has stored in its memory and figuring out what the best answer is going to be. So it, you know, has to go through, you know, it's probably going through a thousand or two thousand different sentences that are linked to that one, you know, uh, what it thinks that question was to, to figure out what the answer, you know, that, that takes time. Yeah. I'd like to know how much of it, how, how much of that is live and how much of the questions they told Tony to ask. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. 
But yeah, as I was reading, I was saying there are predictions that in our lifetime machines will be able to pass the Turing test by maybe about 2029 20, to 2014, something like that. That yeah. is the prediction. I, I think they'll pass it at some point soon, mm-hmm. you know, within our lifetimes. I don't, I don't see why, why it wouldn't. Um, whether they'd be conscious, though, is, yeah. is a different, different story. Um, but it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's crazy stuff. I'm surprised you guys haven't seen that one yet. Well, you know, uh, we're just not as, as hip to the AI game as you are. <laughs> you, know, you know, this just shows how everyone can learn something from everybody. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, closing thoughts? Closing thoughts, Arthur, go. Um, closing thoughts is that uh, I think artificial intelligence or the concept of it is one of the most exciting things that's going to happen in our lifetime um, and to the human race. As it is, I am not sure if we'll be able to artificially create souls. I'm not sure if we'll be able to artificially create emotion to where we have another living being as we consider a living being, but I definitely think that there will be these computers out there that will be able to surpass us in some way um, if they're not programmed not to. Uh, and yeah, I guess that's my closing thoughts. And if you haven't seen the movie Ex Machina, you should go watch it because that's a great AI movie that I kept thinking about during that video. I just saw that movie. Uh, I think I was talking about it with Brokos and uh... When he said the Turing test, that reminded me of, of that part of the movie. Yeah, that's a great one. So Arthur, also, if uh, if you know of any kind of uh, insider trading, you would let me know right offline. <laughs> of well, I mean, you'd be the first to know, Raj. <laughs> In, uh, I mean, this is an insider, but as soon as Neuralink goes public, I'm getting stock. That's all. <laughs> that's all I know. I mean, if if uh, space, SpaceX too, right? You know, yeah. but would it would, would it go public though? It's, I don't think either of those would go public. Yeah. I don't. You you know you know a- after the beating Tesla's taken on the stock market from you know short sellers and just all that drama and stuff. I don't think Elon Musk would ever take another company public again. <laughs> Interesting. A conversation for another time. That's something I need to learn on is. I'm interested in all that kind of stuff too. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Alpha. Thanks for having me again, guys. I can't wait till I get invited back again. Yeah. We'll have to come up with another discussion. Yeah. All right. See you guys.